Hey, it's Schmitty with another podcast, Talking Schmidt, the one that uh, I do, actually. That's that's what we're here for. Today on the program, we have the great San Diegan, Shuriken Shannon. Haven't talked to him in many, many years. It's been a while. So I'm looking forward to catching up with old Shuriken. Um, as always, we do have a podcast that you can listen to anywhere that you get your podcast spotify anchor apple etc and we're also on youtube so if you want to tap in and look at some visuals you can do that as well we're at youtube.com talking schmidt please subscribe and please spread the word we're here for you and we're free monday through sunday is the new tuesday i never know when these are coming out i just do them and put them out now Hope you enjoyed the the rave reviews are in. Keith Meek was fucking epic. Aaron Meza, Jesus Christ. People are loving the uh, 2024 guests. McKenny's out there tapping in. He said 23, not that great. 24 is going to be epic. So we're fucking hyped. And uh, every week so far, I think I've mentioned this, but I got to go get lunch and hear the story from Alyssa about her Thrasher cover and big props on that uh, Death Wish. Baker has a new Death Wish video was tight. A lot of good skating and the homies came through. Yes, we are. Blood Hey, it's Corey at Blue Plate, 3218 Mission Street. Come see us. Meatloaf, fried chicken, deviled eggs, Dollar Olympia beers. We're here every day of the week. We got a garden and we got smiles on our faces. Come let us make you happy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Other than that, here's my guest. All right. This is Shrek and Shannon, and you're tuning in to Talking Schmidt. And let's get talking. A little bit of intro. Talking Schmidt. I'm already not watching. It's cool. Like, tonight is the night. When you bring it, you got to sing it. I wouldn't say it was fun. What do you mean? Bo Christian Fletcher's younger brother. Oh, the Dodgers. Oh, big dog's in. What do you think, Colin? We on? Schmitty? You want to break in, you got to get broke in. And it's good to hear all this love. Talking Schmidt, right? It's skateboarding. I remember that. Who sent you? Dude, we need a magazine. Black skateboarding history is very important. Yes. This is the moment. Holy shit. What is happening? I'm here for Greg Smith. Yay! Gregory. <laughs> Wi-Fi check one. Wi-Fi check two. All right, everybody. We're back with another episode. And today we got a real good one. I haven't talked to this dude in a while. So I'm super hyped to, um, you know, also catch up, but also educate y'all on who he is. And this is the one, the only. This is Shariq and Shannon. How are you, my friend? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, everything's well, you know, living and keep it moving and pushing. Where are we at? OB, MB, SD uh, proper? <laughs> all, all regional SD and shit. Uh, yeah, I'm down in La Mesa, though. I'm down East County right now and shit. So oh, okay. -ish. But yeah. yeah, La Mesa, I've been over here for a while and shit. So, you know, holding it down, staying grounded, more or less. Okay. Fuck yeah. Um, tell me about the name Shuriken. I think I know a little bit like your dad, your dad was into martial arts, right? And, and Shuriken, what does it mean? Yeah, yeah. My dad was uh, super in uh, martial arts and uh, he was a teacher for shit, a good like 40 something years um, on the school in downtown San Diego for forever. And then uh, I think that's where my name kind of sparked. It's a uh, uh, it's Japanese and it means uh, ninja star. So it's like one of those throwing stars and shit, you know. Bah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you used to fuck with those as kids. They're so sick. The metal ones, you just sing and get them to yep. stick in the walls. 
Oh yeah, always so fun and shit. So yeah, that's where uh, my name or originated from, and uh, yeah, just embraced it ever since. You know. Okay, so I got a little story for you. I I, yeah. I, I hit up Chet Childress, and I was like, Chet, I'm gonna interview Shuriken. Um, what do you got? Like, you, you got something cool? And he's like, Dude, I don't know, man. It's just a good skate shop. Like, I was like, No, dude, not shrunken head, Shuriken shit. <laughs> Mon Devon, living on the run, sucker. That's so good. You're like, well, Chet, you don't know me or remember me, bro? I thought, I think we used to ride for the same team, I think. You remember that? <laughs> no, yeah, that's fucking a comedy. That's so comedy. Yeah, they get the mix-ups and shit, you know, shrunken hair, I know, right? <laughs> well, but what are some of your nicknames that you've had through the years? Oh, shit, dude. We'll run those. Let's see. Shit can. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Fucking skid mark. I don't know. Some, my fools are fucking mean and shit. <laughs> uh, sure I can. Uh, or uh, was it? Oh, Dukin. Yeah, the fucking Street Fighter move. These heads, but, you know, all, all in good fun. <laughs> wow. Yeah, dude. Like, seriously, gr growing up, people ain't trying to be your friends. They're, they're, they're oh, picking on you. Yeah, we've all had the fucking names. Yeah, especially mine. I'm like, dude, like, I'm, yeah, you can butcher mine fucking 10 different ways, and, you know, kids will find the most random shit to pull out their ass and shit. And I'm like, man, all right, well. I guess I gotta take it. <laughs> yeah, once I became Schmitty, that was my nickname. Uh, shitty was very easy for people to say. Like it was like, ah, oh, shitty's here. Shitty, shitty, shitty. Right. I saw Jamie still runs it. I'm just like, dude, come on, it's 2024. Let's get <laughs> let's get creative here. <laughs> we passed that now. I know, right? Then we gotta create more and shit. I get that distraction over there. <laughs> it's Schmitty. Well, it's Schmitty. Yeah. Don't you know? Yeah, uh, I get it straight. Were you did were you born and raised in there, San Diego area? Yeah, yeah, born and raised in San Diego. Just kind of all over, bounced around a lot when I was a kid. Just kind of up and down along San Diego, but yeah, SD, SD. Who were the early like inspos? Were you like a big Donger fan or like who? Oh, yeah. Who fired okay. you up down there? Donger was always dope. Uh, Rodney Jones, he was he was living out here at that at that time and shit. Yeah, so yeah. he was heavy with the, the crew I was I was kicking it and skating with at that time. Uh Neil Headings, obviously. Um Sam Hits. Man, yeah, there's a lot of random heads too, for sure. All the good local heads too in OB, because I pretty much skated in Ocean Beach a lot. Right. Uh, everybody was kind of just there or OB Park or the streets or mm. you know that so yeah locally yeah those dudes would be the heads um yeah growing up a little little later too like you know the kalen and you know heads like that though for sure but yeah yeah you know. eventually probably the mafia dudes they hold it down tough yeah for sure yeah skate with them heavy back in the day and shit dude sessions those uh skate mafia saturdays were cracking off like nobody's uh, doing this and shit <laughs> you done the run right Oh yeah, many times. So that was that's the classic and shit. It's yeah. still there. It's still kicking. Concourse is still cracking too. So you know, it's been like fought to past oh. over twenty years. You know, that's you know, amazing. So you know, it's probably been you know more than that. So I know. I want to see like seventies videos of the old timers on the plastic boards doing the run, like you know, like yeah, <laughs> right. Like yo, like this is what you still used to be, and then to making it down that whip, you know, right at the end of it, you know. It, you have to really be really be on your toes and shit and then like dude i seen some some heavy crackers huh? i know yeah there's it gets going because it's like a smooth ride and then it shoots you out like nobody's business and you're like oh shit if you're not ready for it then you might you might run into that wall or, or just slide out or some shit <laughs> but yeah that's that's the spot that's the classic sd sunday spot <laughs> what do you remember i know it's like <laughs> The memory bank's not always the best place for us these days as we get older, but uh, right. what do you remember that kind of sparked it for you? Like, I remember for us, for some reason, I have no idea, like, if it was a video or a magazine or whatever, but we did what was called catamaraming, which was like two dudes putting their legs interlocked. So one dude's, you're basically sitting down facing each other. I think most people maybe know or they don't know. I don't know. But we had this little hill and we would, go down together and turn and and the hallway there was super like smooth 
And right. that's kind of where we learned. Like for me, I just felt like going as fast as I possibly could and keeping control was right. so like getting to that one level where you're like, if I go faster, I'm fucked. But like, yeah. but knowing where that was, like for us, right. that's what it was about. Like going fast and then doing power slides or whatever, learning that Tommy grow. I always say huge influence right. watching him skate the Hills. But like for you, what was it that took it to the next level where you're like, okay, I got a skateboard this cool. And then all of a sudden you're like, no, no, this is for life. Like this right. is my shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. Huh? That, that's always a, uh, a thought of like the turning point of like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm in for life type of shit. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it, it, honestly stemmed a long time ago when I was really young because I always had a board around like I've always had uh this is something to ride around in if it, if it was on my knees or it was just uh on my butt and just trying to just scoot down the road and shit but uh I think probably about fuck, probably about like nine or ten I think I was like all right, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this, you know, and I don't think anything's going to take me away from this, you know, and it, it, it just kind of kept riding after that. So I think uh, somewhere in downtown San Diego, that's where I was still at. Uh, uh, and uh, I've always had a board around. That's all I always remember and stuff like that. So I feel like it's always been stuck to my hip <laughs> ever since and shit. Um, but yeah, turning it up, like I was like, you know, getting the groove of everything probably yeah definitely around 12 ish and like 11 12 i was like all right dude like i'm i don't know what's going on but i feel like i could i could get good at something mm. wasn't doing any other activities and shit you know it was like you know baseball and stuff like that but uh it, yeah there was nothing that was going to take me away from that skateboard though <laughs> do you think that like when you learned how to ollie um, you got good pop and stuff. Like, was that like something that was super pivotal that you're like, holy shit. Cause like we always said, when we look at Donger, we're like, that's <laughs> all I need. If I could Ollie like Donger, I'd just do that all day. Right. Like, Facts. but like a lot of people have said kind of when they learned the first kickflip, it was like, once I could flip the board, I was like, oh, this opened up so much in my mind. But right. it all stems from the Ollie. I wonder like what you remember as being like more like I went home and celebrated. I got my first like up a ledge or like I did a kickflip off of curb cut or like what right. it was. Yeah, I think it was uh, just kind of ollieing up curbs, I think. I think I was like, oh, I could kind of like, you know, you know, slide my foot. I could do little ollies, but it was like I couldn't really have the motion to ollie up the curb so i would like dedicate myself because it would be like me and my mom's uh and we'd walk she'd walk and then i'd ride my board but every time she'd walk somewhere i'm like i'm determined to get up these damn curbs uh and i was not getting up those curbs at like at, you know anytime soon but the progression of it was like yo now i'm ollieing up every consecutive curb on my way to the store or whatever, I'm like, yo, now I think I'm I'm getting the groove of it or the momentum of everything and stuff like that. So for the Ollie, for sure, of like getting up things, I think that's where it was. It was like the Ollie was, you know, the Ollie, like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be stoked no matter what. But yeah. like, I think it's like getting up certain things. I was like, yo, okay, this is kind of interesting. I didn't know I could do that. And then uh, right. the flips come. And then uh, I think the tray flip was the, the 360 flip was definitely like, I think the pivotal moment for me of like uh wanting to do so much more you know like i had the kickflip uh and it was like cool uh and then and then i busted my teeth on some fucking kickflips and i was like <laughs> <laughs> i was over flip tricks for a, a super long time <laughs> Uh, but then the tray flip came around because I was like, I was so determined to get that going because it took me a while to do tray flips. And uh, once I got that, I was like, I'm never going to do another trick ever <laughs> again type of vibe. But uh, I think that was like the direction of like, all right, now I'm progressing in a way that I didn't really see or even, you know, or like, but it was it was there because I, you know, he never done any of those before and stuff like that. But just the progression and repetitive and just just being consistent about it i'm like wow okay well i didn't know i could have a mindset like this and then now I'm like, all right let's go and shit so yeah the trade foot was definitely i think a pivotal moment for me and then i'm i'm i'll still be doing that till i'm 75 all right <laughs> fuck yeah i mean what what do you think the key to a tray flip is like what was it that you 
learned that you didn't have it and then you're like ah that's that's in that now you got it right uh the whip i guess the whip of the back foot it was like my placement you can place you can place your foot anywhere on the board really you know uh but you know for obviously you're a little kid so you're placing your your foot way lower than normal and uh i think i was always having trouble getting it all the way around and mm. it was and it was like, how do I figure this out? Like, I got to figure little key things that I'm doing wrong. Like, uh, it's not flipping all the way or it's not. It was just not it was just not rotating all the way. It was like almost, but I wouldn't get my weight up or I wouldn't, you know, uh, I wouldn't move to the side. There was just certain things that it just wasn't working. And then uh, and it took yeah, it really did take me a long time for like as a kid. I was like, yo, it months and shit. That wasn't just nothing really came easy for me. Everything I had to work my ass off for. Uh, so, and then once it like, and it's funny cause like once I like got it, I feel like it just clicked and I'm like, I, I need to do it like this every time. And uh-huh. that's when you figure out like, Oh, I need to place my foot like that, or I need to do this or I need to, this is where it's at. And then it was like, and then it just kept working. I'm like, Oh damn, I'm, I'm doing them now. I'm doing them. I'm doing them. And, uh, and then, and it's just like, then you just never forget. It's like, it's muscle memory and just, just like, uh, and just, having that 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 pinpointing mindset of like i'm gonna get this the way i kind of like it and the way i think it's right and then when i do it i need to just figure out how to keep doing it like this okay uh, that's that's what i said i was in a garage just uh uh some some homies garage just repeating repeating me and him just going back and forth trying to do it and shit yeah and, and eventually, like, stuck it. I'm like, oh, and then I just never wanted to do nothing else again. <laughs> uh, and then just kind of kept working more. And then you got you got stronger and then you're growing, growing taller and shit. So you mm. got more to it. And, uh, uh, and then you find new ways to, you know, to, you know, do it and shit, you know. And, and, and then you develop your own little steed to it. Who do you think out there has, a, like, who's one of your favorite tray flips? Shit, that's a tough one. Man, the battle begins. Oh shit! Who was I always fucking stoked on? I mean, obviously Kalis. Kalis is, you know, everybody better not ever enter a conversation without Kalis's name. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, damn, so many, man. Shit. Uh, I always, I've always. It, it, it's crazy because it was always. Uh, now it would be considered fake Steve. It's so weird we we we, we do the little trifles, but Carlos De Andretti, mm. uh, Brazilian homie, he, he was it, it was but you couldn't fake how he did it though. That's why I was like, yo, like what? I never seen it like that. But he used to do it at contest and street. Yeah. Dude, the best one was like mini ramps just to fakey and stuff. I'm like, yo, yeah, nobody it, doing it like that. Like at that time, nobody was doing it like that. And it's like, you're like, oh, this is different for a tray flip. I'm like, oh, I kind of want to get that front foot catch and then have that, that barely that back foot off and then kind of just click to it right at the last minute and then boom, right away. Uh, so yeah, I've always, I was always kind of like, like just fascinated by his shit. For sure. Like, I remember he was a contest machine. Yeah, he was something else and shit. And he was so he was a tiny guy Little, too. Yeah. Yo, but he was the nicest dude too. I met him a few times. I got a you know chance to meet him a few times and he was he was always super cool and shit. So fuck yeah. Those dudes are fucking the best. <laughs> what was like an early memory of like getting one of your first boxes delivered to your house? Like fuck first box I ever got was very random very out of nowhere um i didn't have much going at the time i was just like a, a grom skating i really i was like bouncing through uh, households and shit and just kind of just floating and shit and um it was around uh skateboard heaven you remember skateboard heaven mm. uh skateboard heaven days though but they had a skate park in downtown and shit it was before the uh petco park was built the stadium was built and shit and it was with the the big dc vert ramp yeah big old dc vert ramp with danny way and all those heads and shit mm. but uh i was skating there one day and uh the homie ivory uh which i used to film with all the time back then well i didn't really film much i only had like t- 
two tricks to my name, basically. Like, <laughs> I literally, I was just at the skate park or just skating the street before the skate park was built. So I didn't, I'm like, Who, who's filming? I don't know how to fucking film no tricks. Like, I'm just skating and shit. And I guess uh, uh, Adrian Mallory had sparked homie to like, yo, go film a dude. Like, try to get something going. And like that, that one day I got like, three three tricks and shit and that was my that was my tape that was a footy tape you know that was like i didn't know what the fuck that was so i'm like all right uh a couple days later homie shows up to skateboard heaven i'm skating the skate park rolls in with a big ass box i'm like what the fuck is that and he's like this is yours dog i'm like from who i don't what are you talking about like <laughs> uh and it happened to be um uh pig wood at the time they were starting pig wood mm. uh, so uh-huh. Josh Beagle and uh, he he had plugged in with Josh and he had shown him a couple couple clips and they were already starting a team based around a couple other heads and it was kind of like yeah they just they want you on basically I'm like what like uh, 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 okay like fuck I guess shit fuck yeah let's go skate I guess <laughs> didn't know how to really respond but yeah that was like. That was uh, the first bigger box on the, on that tip of like a big box, uh, but my very first first box it was the local homies. It was fucking uh, uh, Frozen Jeff, yeah, Frozen. Jeff Fro- Frozen Skateboards. That was my first like uh, local homies that were doing it with like uh, you know his his whole thing that he was trying to do for like the local heads and shit. That was like uh, was it more- a shop? Uh, no, no, it was just like just a, a local homie that just wanted to, you know, make boards and do his thing. And mm. uh, he was known around town already and shit, too. And um, uh, so he, he was cool. Fucking Jeff was the homie. He fucked kicked down. He sent me to contest and shit, too. And uh, he did. He definitely did a lot. Fucking my early upbringings, and especially at the skate park, because I was always stoked. I'm like, yo, I did this trick. Yeah, Yo, you stoked on me, dog. <laughs> oh, OK. Little kid type shit. But. Uh, yeah, he was the he was the homie and shit. He was definitely the first uh, few skateboards that I had to ride that kicked down and shit. And then uh, and I never had new boards like that at that time and shit. And then um, damn, yeah, timelines. See, I'm trying to fit those timelines back in and shit. I was on a germ skateboard for like a blip, like three oh. for like three months, <laughs> and then about business and shit. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Who is on that? Was Hewitt on that? That was uh, that was T Bone's company. That was Tyron Olson's company and shit. Oh, uh, right after Osiris, they had they had uh, kicked him some shit, and then uh, he started. Him. And I think that was like a year or so that they did it, and then it w- it went out of business and shit. But it was like Tyrone, Brian Amers, uh, Matt Brode, and a couple other heads I, I forgot. But okay, yeah. Well, I wanted to talk to you about the um, pig uh, video. It was called Slaughterhouse, right? slaughterhouse brother <laughs> dude that thing's pretty sick i was just kind of viewing it this morning to get like you know like we said our memories aren't always great but i forgot <laughs> like dude lizard king slash baka ragdoll yourself yeah. like the, the, video's, the yeah. video's sick actually like uh slash's part is insane you're like wait is that slash <laughs> you know it's like a little different skinnier like version yeah. of him he's got black hair sometimes right. um, Baca, you know that shit was pretty you know <laughs> see that's what yeah, i'm saying is like, times. <laughs> that's when those dudes came onto my radar and i'm yeah. wondering like was that kind of your first experience with them like do you remember meeting lizard for the first time and baka for the first time and all that uh, for sure, for sure. Uh, so when Pig started, it was originally it was uh, Adrian Mallory, uh, oh, Adrian myself, uh, and uh, Charlie Castelluzzo. Ah. Uh, so those were the original three that was like, all right, we're, we're going to push these three and then we're going to add people as we go. And then we they added Slash uh, like a few months later uh, and then we took a trip out to Vegas uh, to visit Baca, Sammy and shit to like, oh, let's go check this dude out. Like he's, he's pretty dope. Adrian found him. Like Adrian found him at Desert West or no, I don't know what park. Fuck, I forgot. Desert Breeze. One of those Vegas local parks. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I guess Adrian was skating and then kind of saw Baca and shit and was like, yo, you should, you should probably fuck with this dude. Let's go take a trip out to Vegas and 
met with Baca and uh, skated with him all all week. I think we're out there for a week. Uh, but it was rad. He was fucking. <laughs> he's a character, bro. He's dope. Like, Sammy's a homie. Instantly, like, yeah, we got some good memories together and shit, dude. That whole crew and shit, dude. Like, yeah, me and Baca are fucking the homies, though. Like, <laughs> he's yeah. the man and shit, dude. He's the fucking man. Uh, and he killed it, too. You're like, yo, how the fuck is this dude skating so good? Just, like, out of nowhere and shit and just doesn't give a fuck. Like, all right, like, yeah, put his ass on. And he has a great attitude. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> he's the man and shit. And then... um and then Lizard got on, I think around that same time. Yeah, around that same time and shit. Lizard's fucking amazing too and shit. And he had he had crazy pop too at that fucking Yeah, airwalks like, everywhere. Uh, he was on a green room for fucking life and shit. <laughs> he was already green room and fucking we we have to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Ragdoll, yeah, Ragdoll was like the premier, I guess, pro at that time that they actually added because it was all kind of AMs. It was just an AM company at the time. Then they're like, all right, let's add a pro. Let's let's get it going. And Ragdoll came on at that time at that time. And then Nuge came on like literally like the last last leg of everything. Oh, Nuge was on there too. Yeah, yeah. Fools may not know, but Nuge was on Pigwood for like last leg of it. Like not much. I think he might have had an ad, and then that was, and then it then something happened and uh, it fizzled out. I think Josh Beagle ended up leaving the company, and then it just went to shit after that. So it was at a Tomieto, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did the video though. That was, I think that was dope. You know, it was it was an interesting mix of people and shit. So it was like, yo, like, you got me, you got Charlie, you got Adrian, you got Baca, you got Slat. You're like, what? you got Rack. You're like, what the fuck is this video going on here, dude? Like, most like, and then it's me because I'm like, I'm the only one that's playing like hip hop and fucking <laughs> rapping the whole fucking uh, right. The whole, you the had whole, MF Doom, you know? right? Yep, MF Doom, RIP MF Doom. But yeah, that's fuck that, yeah. Dude, I love that shit. So, uh, but it was good, you know. We we sat in, and you know, we all kind of had a chance to, you know, uh, sit down and see where all all our parts at. And you know, Beagle was very hands on with a lot of things, and uh, the premiere was fucking dope. And man, yeah, that that was definitely you know classic for me. <laughs> was that your first video part? Mm-hmm. Yeah, first first introductory of just whatever it was going on and shit. And um, uh yeah it was it was cool it was quite That's a crazy it was kind of last minute too because everyone was just like all right we're making a video what y'all got what y'all what y'all got cool all right like all right like we filmed we went on a couple trips and shit we stacked fucking 10 heads in one fucking hotel room and shit and right it was slimy at that time. <laughs> who who would you film with were you filming with shockus or who who's your no, film? uh it was a couple tomato filmers uh oh, okay I think this dude, Greg, I forgot his last name. Uh, and then uh, I was mainly filming with Ivory a lot. So oh, was, Ivory, yep. Yeah, I'd just go out with Ivory. Like, that was, like, my go-to dude. And that's pretty much, you know, he picked me up. And we go out and do our thing. Or, you know, whoever else, Rhino will be around and shit. And oh, did like you know that. Rhino early? Yeah, yeah. I've known Rhino since I was, like, fuck, 12. Oh, 30. okay. I was young. I went on my first trip with Rhino a bunch of heads and shit to Arizona. It was like fucking 13 people deep and shit, dude. And like they had asked permission for my moms and shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a car full of fucking adult, uh, fucking grown heads. And I'm like the fucking, you know, the kid, you know how it goes and shit. And uh, that was, yeah, that was a, a, quite a time. <laughs> was that when Rhino was living with P-Stone at Andy Max? Uh, I believe so. You know, Rhino's a fucking, you know, good talker. And he, like, persuaded my mom, like, everything's going to be cool. We got him. Like, he's safe, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you, feel, you feel like you're in good hands with Rhino. He'd be the great, oh, yeah. like, TM dude that's just coming in and be like, no, nope, we got this. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's fucking dissolved so many random fucking encounters. I'm like, I don't know how we got out of that. But you did it, and goddamn, like that's yeah, that's the dude you need if you get into some shit. He will, you mm. know, get you out of some things. I'm like, wow, how the fuck did we get out of that? <laughs> I was tripping because I was watching your part in that pig video, and 
there's the old SF spot that we fucking, man, that thing was so sick. Uh, I don't even know how you describe it, but it's just like flat banks with kind of hips and stuff, but you had to ollie up to skate it, but you could also ollie over from the top end. And I think you did like front crooks, maybe like oh yeah. shove it to fakie or something yeah, into it. Big spin thing or whatever. Okay, yeah. Fucking um, love that spot. That was so dope. Dude, that place was sick. We used to put like a little board at the bottom and people would use it kind of like a big hip, like launch and shit over it. But uh, man, that spot was tight. I was like, damn, you skated that sick. Yeah, I got to skate that. I got to skate that a few times. Went out to SF uh, a bunch of times and I think that was like the second trip. But I was like, we got to go back to that spot because it's the fucking sickest spot you could do. There's so many options and possibilities and just get creative and learn something new and do something. You're like, yo, that was amazing. And uh, just how the whole layout of the whole spot was, I'm like, man, like I wish that place was still there too, man. It would be something else, but Fuck uh, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was one of the funnest spots in the SF at that time for sure, man. Like, I love that shit. Give me a good Josh Beagle story. Was he kind of like a mentor? Like, is he like a dude that's kind of like, telling you guys what's right and wrong or like is he more like one of your equals or like how did you look at him yeah he was uh you know beagle's beagle and shit you know he's he's the fucking he's the man he's quite the character to uh <laughs> too many drunken stories <laughs> got kicked out of vegas basically we got kicked out of one of the hotels because we we're in vegas uh, it was me, uh, Ragdoll, Baca, Slash, Charlie, Beagle. And I brought a homie just to like, I brought a homie just like, yo, you come on the trip too. They're down to like, you know, hop in the van and shit. Yeah. Uh, one night I, they're fucking faded. Uh, and they come back up to the hotel and I get like, they got hop out of the elevator. And we're at like the, the top story basically and shit. And all of a sudden, I guess like Beagle just. <laughs> punches the fucking window and it breaks i'm like what the fuck like what 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 is going on here like most of us are in the hotel room and shit so there's all this commotion and shit uh and they're fucking belligerent drunk and shit i'm like yo i'm like um we're all younger too and it was a young team and she only only adults were ragdoll and beagle like some time went on like dude what's going on and then the fucking security comes up and mind you this is like seriously this is like 3 a.m. in the morning and shit too so we're like all right it's still dark there's a whole commotion for like a little bit security comes all this the hotel security uh they're like yeah y'all need to leave like y'all need to go and we have like four or five rooms where like of people they're like yeah everybody needs a dip we're like fuck where the fuck are we gonna go like it's 3 a.m. in the morning like okay like they're, they're like yeah get out of here before like it, something happens and shit and so we dip and we're like, all right, we got to sleep in the van now and shit, dude. And all of us are scrunched in the van. So we drive to the, we're supposed to do a demo the next day too. We got a demo. Uh, so we're in the van just like sleeping and shit. And then like hours go by and the sun's like coming up. It's morning time. We're like, dude, what the fuck is going on? Like now they got to go back to the hotel because they've left some shit. And I'm like, oh man, this is going to be interesting. So we get back to the hotel uh, and instantly they're already on high alert and shit. So mm -hmm. they're like, they weren't even getting past security, even in the front door and shit. And there's a back and forth commotion between security and all this shit. Uh, Ragdolls yelling at fucking heads. It fools want to fight. And I'm like, <laughs> Dude, this is like six o'clock in the morning. We're like, oh, I want to get the fuck out of here. Like, dude, I, we got a demo right after this. Like, literally, like, got a demo like at 10 or 11 or something like that. And they're like, dude, this is insane right now. We're like going through all night, basically up all night and shit. Dude, these dudes are fucking punched out a window just because they just felt like it. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, all right, well, uh, and then we dip and we do the demo like fuck a few hours later and i just remember fools being so fucking fried after that like fools weren't weren't, weren't doing shit so. <laughs> yeah, that was just one of very many of fucking just crammed fucking hotel stories and shit yeah no uh, yeah beagle's dope and i actually ended up living with him for uh probably about a year 
Oh, no so way. Like, yeah, I ended up, like, I didn't have a place to stay. I was, like, I was pretty much homeless and shit. And he was like, yo, like, you stay in my house and shit. I'm like, word? Like, fuck. All right. So put me up for, for a while and shit and fucking did our thing. And, you know, but, yeah, he's he's definitely a great dude. And, but uh, I haven't seen him lately, though. I'd like to see him soon and shit. Yeah, I haven't seen him in, in a while. I don't know what he's up I'm pretty to. Sure he's a chef. I think he's a chef, dude. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's like a like a culinary specialist and shit. So last I heard, last I heard, <laughs> I, I gotta go get a steak from Beagle. <laughs> Facts, bro. That's a fact. Bro. <laughs> uh, what was it like getting on Osiris? Because Osiris was like a big deal, and I mean, just in general, getting shoes sent to you is like kind of next level. Like for some reason, boards, wheels, trucks, all that stuff. It's super cool. I ain't putting it down, but shoes seems like, whoa, dude, I'm on some other level when you start getting shoes and the shoe companies always seem to have more money. So you might be going on a little higher end trips and maybe a little further and traveling a little better and all that kind of stuff. Like what were yeah. those, those days must've been tight. Yeah. Yeah. Those days were cool. I had to work my way up on that, that level. I mean, where we all start, we get, you know, flow kick down to, you know, Hey, you're, you know, you're doing more and then, Oh, Hey, we want to train you. Am. Mm. Uh, yeah. Amateur was cool. It was like, uh, you know, just get now I'm fully on the team. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm getting ads now. I'm like, Oh shit. That was a big deal. Cause I didn't really get major ads like that and shit back then. Like we had a couple of pig ads, which was always dope, but uh, I wasn't aside from anything else. There wasn't really nothing going on until uh, I got on Osiris. So that was a, and there were, they were a big push for me and shit at that time. Mm. Uh, we did a lot and shit and then that was like the build up we building up this is the age of where people or in companies to build people up to have you know you know a, a longevity of a you know a career but uh uh so that was like that was like key for me you know i was like damn all right dude i could actually take this shit somewhere you know at the time i'm like you know mind you i'm i'm like what was that about fucking 16 oh shit 16 17 yeah about that and i was like i was homeless basically and shit so i was like bouncing around from couch to couch i've been on my own since i was 14 so uh i was just bouncing around through homies couches that let me stay on the couch and you know on to the next one type of shit trying to skate trying to do something i'm like dude i I feel like i could do something like nobody sees the vision yet but i feel like there's something here for me and shit dude so Mm. Um, then Osiris rolled out, and then uh, uh, when Black Label turned when turned me pro, and uh, yeah, John gave me a board. That was that was a game changer for me for sure, you know. Um, so that's when it bumped up to like, all right, now I'm on a pro pro level. Now you know I'm getting paid like a pro and shit. And then now negotiation starts. And then mind you, I'm like I'm coming from nothing. Like, I was getting nothing, couple you know hundred bucks here and there to like, oh shit, here I'm like, oh fuck, what the fuck, like damn i don't even know what to do like okay like nobody <laughs> told me about this i don't know guidance on this shit but i'm just mm. gonna flow and uh build up from here and shit uh yeah. so, and it was moving a lot at the time we were traveling like dude, we were going fucking everywhere and shit i was gone every month and shit dude like for periods at a time on that on that it hole. was after the storm right after the storm and after another subject to change they had another video after the storm it was subject to change okay and, and then feed the need came um, mm. so and once that i think that the feed the need basically the because i was amped at the time and that pretty much pushed me to you know another another height and uh and which you know eventually john sherman pro buy it you know right and, uh, Oh, shit unexpected i'm like fuck all right like whatever whatever you say goes buddy like <laughs> yeah, especially from john sale yeah I'll take it stamp <laughs> absolutely who is who are the big dogs on osiris when you got on there like jerry and them were gone right jerry was still around jerry oh, was, was still there yeah he was still there for about a year um then he phased out and he went you know did his thing with america and then, you know, Corey Duffel was still on. Yeah, baby. Diego was still, Diego Bacheri was oh, still Oh, yeah. Clint. The butcher. Yeah, the butcher, the big butch. Uh, he's dope as hell. Hell yeah. Uh, Clint Peterson, Rattray. Oh, right, Rattray. Brandon was uh, on the time, like, for, like, a little t- – he got, got back on – when I was on and then something happened, then some weird shit. Oh, Cyrus, weird shit. They always had some weird 
weird uh, behind the scenes shit that didn't sit well with a lot of people over the years. So, you know, <laughs> uh, but, you know, for the time being, you know, it was a good travels, you know, great people. We freaking, we were, you know, doing it and shit, you know, and, um, and it was a for you know unfortunate end of that shit. <laughs> where where did you go? Like where was one of? The, did you go to Dubai or anywhere fucking super sick that you're like Jesus Christ? Where am I? Uh, didn't go didn't go to Dubai. That would have been crazy. Uh, I mean like Germany, France, um, Czech Republic. Got all these damn places. It's all a blur now and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spain, um, like Barcelona and whatnot. Yeah, Barcelona, right? Bilbao. Mm. A lot of uh, a lot of I uh, went to Canada. Fucking yeah, they don't like me over in Canada, dude. <laughs> no, the customs don't like me, dude. They don't Damn. like any Americans in Canada. Man, it's the hardest place to get through customs, even for everybody. It's like yeah, but they don't like weed there. If you bring no, weed, you're, yeah, anything. I had like a little. I, I like had gotten uh, in a jam like uh, like years prior. Like I got locked up. And uh, nowhere near Canada or anything and shit, but whatever was on your record, it still pens for 10 years. Uh, even the, the most littlest thing, little minor ass things and shit will still be on record. It's still like a DUI and all that shit, but I didn't have any of that. I just had something else that I was like, so I fly to fucking Canada thinking that I'm gonna get in. They're like, hold up, buddy. Like, yo, what? There's nobody else in the airport too. And I'm like, why y'all stop? <laughs> Why y'all stopping me? Y'all let everybody, all my, all the rest of the team went through, but me. I'm like, why? Why? Pull me in the office. I'm like, yeah, see, this says you have a rap, a rap sheet. Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, you went to, like, that was five years ago prior to me being here. What does this have to do with anything? They're like, well, then they told me, like, their whole fucking laws. I'm like, for real? Nobody told me this before and shit. So basically, like, yeah, we're going to have to send your ass back and shit. And like, what? I just spent fucking hours flying here just to get rejected. (laughs) But they were like, all right, since whatever and shit, they like basically I had to pay a little fucking uh, a visit fucking tax. Like, yo, basically, yo, slide us, slide us 200 bucks and we'll let you in for 10 days, basically, and shit. And I was like, what? For real? So I had to fucking pay out of pocket just to slide into fucking Canada for 10 days. And then uh, after that, they're like, yeah, if you stay any longer, we're going to take your ass to jail. I'm like, what? Like, dude, there's stern about it. They weren't even like sugarcoating shit, dude. I'm like, bro, like, what the f- y'all are wild over here. Y'all never been. No, don't get me started. Okay, let me just take my shit, <laughs> do what I need to do, and dip back out. And then, uh, but yeah, I tried to go to Canada again, like uh, probably a little while after that. Yeah, they did, denied me after that. No um, way. Oh yeah, man. They were like, nah, you're gone. And set my ass back home. I'm like, fuck. Never been to Canada again. Sorry, See, that's the, yeah, it's the thing. I always say, like, I love Canada. I love it. It's beautiful. It's a, and the people are super cool there and nice and everything. Mm-hmm. But the border, like, getting in there, yeah, always gave me anxiety. Like, the flight's only like, I think it's like two and a half hours to get to Vancouver from SF. But, like, dude, one time I got off the plane and they were filming a reality show called Border Patrol. So the whole thing is like they're trying to dramatize fucking with people and i'm like dude i'm already got anxiety like I this shit like what the? and they're like why are you here why you got your camera like what's all this bah, bah, bah. are you trying to make money what are you doing bah, bah, bah. i was like dude i'm going to a contest i'm here for like five days like uh and it just yeah. it, it was always like almost every skater i was with had to go to secondary and got strip yeah. searched and i was just like dude this is kind of a lot for fucking yeah, yeah so they're tripping and they know they could do that shit and you're like mm-hmm. but what you yeah, gonna this do it's a power trip you you feel defenseless you're like holy shit i'm like yeah Whoa. yeah you got no say in anything and i like, just take it and whatever they're gonna do with it fucking be prepared for it yeah <laughs> crazy but- I know you're you you got into filming. I'm wondering if that was maybe the time where you kind of start getting into filming because you're you're are you living with Russell Houghton for a minute? Yeah, I was uh, I was living with him for a while, a long time, uh, even before I was like, you know, starting to do a lot of things. He took me in and uh, I started filming with him a lot. 
Uh, that was the feed the need. He filmed like he filmed everything, uh, uh, everything. And I was just sitting. I literally I was sitting in the bay with him for hours, locked in the dungeon, just watching him fucking just you know create, do his thing. You know he was he was cool enough to you know let me know a few things, give me some info. And I'm just interested. And I'm like, yeah, let me see what you're doing here. Let me see how you edit. Let me see. Yeah, you know, over here because he's amazing, bro. Like he's. He's one. I think he's one of the dopest dudes, and fools don't even know and shit. Like fools oh, know. Man. If you know, you know. But Russell is one of the dopest dudes out and shit. He was always pushing the thing. That shit where he did like uh, they were skating the the spot. I think in slow mo and everything else is oh, like yeah. fucking time lapse behind you know? it. He would always do shit where you're like, wait, how the fuck did he do that? Yeah, and then he say, "Oh yeah, this shit took me six hours to do one clip. For <laughs> a six-second clip took you six or something out. Damn, like bro. I mean, that's next le- next level of dedication. I'm like, that, yeah. I'm inspired by that shit because I I get inspired by the things that I see. Then I'm like, yo, mm. some of the things that he does too that I'll implement and some of the stuff that I'm like, yo, that's dope. I want to try to do that too. And you know, I, I definitely took a lot of inspiration with him and in, in video and how he sees things, angles and." Uh, and just the drive and motivation and shit. So I'm like, yo, like I, I'm interested. So yeah, I picked up a camera too. And you know, it, I was traveling a lot. So I'm like, I'd see, I'd skate with all the, you know, the best heads out at that time and shit. And I'm like, fuck, I get to travel with them. Why not, bro? Like I'm gonna take yeah. photos. Like I got hard drives of shit that I still haven't even like shown nobody that I have stuff of like photos and videos of dudes from 10, 15 years ago just skating shit and uh, like always trying to find something to put it somewhere to do with it and shit but uh-huh. but it was always so, something so interesting to you know be around and you know it's like once in a lifetime type of shit for you know in our in our space too you know i want to capture the moment for you know most of these dudes it, even though you know rhino's then in the background doing his thing or whoever yeah. i'm just you know i'm in the background not doing nothing it ain't going nowhere it's going to my hard drive right <laughs> so yeah they were cool enough to you know to, you know let me do my <laughs> thing in the background and shit and you know i i I knew, I knew I knew the assignment and shit. I know what the, what it takes. You know, I know not to leak nothing. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I like leak it and push it out there because they want to be the first to do a shit. And it was different at that time. It was like, yo, it was serious shit when you when you'd actually like fucking leak something. And you're like, yo, they're using it for something. Like, you can't do that. Like, let mm. them do their thing. But uh, but yeah, it was always something in the background that I like to do and shit. And and then and then I do it a little more now and you know kind of implement it for myself and. Whoever's kind of cool and, you know, you know, creative and got something going. And, you know, it's always fun and interesting to find the eye and, you know, create something out of it. What's <laughs> something that you took from Russell? Did, is there anything that sticks out that you remember that he kind of taught you or anything that you learned from watching him? Shit. Fucking. I mean, yeah. Visually, I like learned a lot of editing and like just things from him, even asking questions of like, yo, what's this or camera equipment, uh, lighting, fucking uh and you know just pushing limits to it i think right after it was before it was definitely ahead of its time but he filmed a video purely off the uh iphone and this is before like all the iphones were like they were good but nobody was like doing it like him in in this space of like yo we all have to film off of fucking you know vx 1000 vx 2000s to you know the fucking sony cams and shit hd mm. uh, but he was pushing the limits of like, I'm going to film this whole project. I'm pretty sure it's a New Balance project. Uh, but he filmed it all with the iPhone and just various lenses. And I'm like, damn, how he did everything. I'm like, bro, obviously he's a, a wizard in post and shit. And he'll fucking make that shit look amazing. Mm. Uh, no matter what you shoot it off and shit. Uh, and it was just like, yo, after that, I'm like, I could do everything off my fucking phone. Fuck this. <laughs> That's where it's going to. But it was before like anybody was really filming a lot of stuff on their phone, which, you know, people are still not doing it as much. But if you go look back at his project where he just filmed this this segment off a phone, you wouldn't even believe it was off a phone. You're yeah. like, yeah. And before the phones looked this good now, you know? So uh, yeah. that was one thing. It was like, damn, like, I think that's some next level shit. And of like, 
I could do it myself because I'm I'm self-taught on a lot of shit. So I'm like, yo, I need to, uh, I'm not as fucking good as this dude, but I'm trying to like emulate little things that I'm like, okay, I could progress at it and take certain things from him and just implement it myself. And hopefully, you know, I could uh, aspire to be as good as this guy and shit and uh, just have that vision too and stuff like that, you know, without all the crazy fucking camera equipment that he got <laughs> i'm like he got that red he got he got production worthy shit so i'm like yo i'm you know uh, i'm the i'm the skater i'm not i'm not the full-time videographer guy i'm the hobbyist and shit so <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah for real <laughs> but eventually no. though i'd like to make little short little short films and stuff like that i've, I've been kind of interested in a lot of stuff that, like that lately and i've been filming, filming some music videos lately too it's been pretty interesting <laughs> oh yeah like hook up like a rap video or something recently i saw on your instagram right yeah yeah for the homie and stuff like that so i always always felt like that was a, a cool little thing and fun yeah. to edit and shit because i can just play around with a lot of shit and uh and it's like it, it's different too it's kind of the similar of like how skate skate editing and skate videos are but it's a little more intricate and visual visually and stuff yeah so it's kind of just fun to play around with and shit because i can see i see a lot of stuff i'm like yo i could do that and then I go to do it. I'm like, oh, I did that. And then I'll do something. I'm like, oh, they did it too. Because I just thought of it. I didn't think I was going to see it, but they did it too. So I'm like, all right, I think I'm in the right direction. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. No, I think uh, I always look at stuff, you know, as a filmer and I'm like, whoa, that yeah. I could do better than that. Yeah, not the hate or nothing, but it was no, just like, no. more power to them. It's all about, you know, your connections and who you, for, you know, you absolutely. know, you do your shit and not knocking that. That's great opportunity but then it's just like it it gives you you know motivation and hope for like things that like oh i can see that for myself you know no matter what we're doing and shit doing no matter what we're filming so we're like all right i could probably do that like i see some movies i'm like i could film a movie <laughs> you know what i mean Dude, I would, that's a dream that's a fucking <laughs> yeah. dream thank you for listening to another episode of talking schmidt you can subscribe to the show on itunes anchor spotify or anywhere you get your podcasts when you subscribe, you'll get notifications every Tuesday of new episodes the minute they become available. Also, please leave reviews and a five-star rating. It's the best way to help the show grow. All of the episodes will always remain free, but if you would like to help support the show, you can do so at TalkingSchmidt.com, where you can pick up some merchandise like t-shirts, beanies, hats, and stickers. The website has an entire archive of all of the episodes with extra photos and videos. Email us with any suggestions, comments, or ways that the show may have improved your life at talkingschmidt at gmail.com. All interviews are conducted, edited, and produced by Schmitty. The intro music is Mary's Cross by the band Nature. A very special shout-out goes to the executive director, Cheryl Camisa. Shout-out. Love it! This is Talking Schmidt where the Rolodex is deep, but the conversation is deeper. Keep the wheels greased.